Davidson, and I would like you to join me from here at Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. My Heavenly Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace on this meeting. I ask for it in Jesus' name. Father, that you open our eyes that we can see, that you open our ears that we can hear, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Father, turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan and you. And Father, let us only see Jesus. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to John 10:35. Are we going to have the courage to believe the Word of God? Are we going to have the courage not to look at what books we've read, what movies we've watched, what art depictions we've seen, what art galleries we've gone to, what historians have said? But we are going to only look at the Word of God, and it's going to take some courage on our part. It takes courage. John 10, 35, we've read this 50 times, 50 times today so far. If he called them gods... Verse 35, Jesus speaking. If you call them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. The scripture is above our feelings. The scripture is above our circumstances. That scripture is above even the world that we walk in. That scripture will be here long after the, you and I and the world are gone. The scripture cannot be broken. And we can hang on to it. We can trust it. We can put it in our hearts. We can make it our anchor. And it will do what it said it'll do because it can't be broken. You can't break Jesus. Now, let's go to Hebrews 12. We have been talking about walking through the fire and walking in God's correction, and how it can be grievous. We've talked about that the last couple weeks, and I want to say here now on radio that all of my messages are available on my website, kdwol.com. They're all there, and you can listen to them over and over and over again because they will minister the anointing of God to you. They will change your heart. You know why? Because they changed mine. They changed mine. I'm not ministering anything to you that I have not walked. All right. Now, let's begin in Hebrews 12. And I'm going to begin in verse 11. One of our favorite verses. Now, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous. And this is talking about God correcting us. I don't want to miss verse 6. For whom the Lord loveth. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Who he loves he corrects. If God is correcting us, that proves to us by this word of God that he loves us. Amen. That he loves us. And he loves the, those that he loves, he chastens. And like I said before, if you see God working with somebody, correcting somebody, you better leave him alone because God loves them. Let God do his work. Amen. Let God do his work. You know what? God doesn't need our help. Verse 11. Now, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous but grievous. 
Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Verse 12, wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Oh, this is so hard. Oh, this hurts. Oh, I'm never going to make it. Lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet. Lest that be lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Keep walking straight. Keep walking straight. When God's correcting you, keep walking straight. Verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Those words are true. Without no man shall see the Lord without holiness and walking in peace. But 15 is what we're going to look at today. Verse 15. I was in a situation this last week that my heart sunk and God spoke to me this verse and it changed my heart. Verse 15, looking diligently, looking diligently, being careful, lest any man fail of the grace of God. I'm going to title this message, Don't Fail the Grace of God. Don't fail the grace of God. Don't fail it. And you're going to see why. Don't fail the grace of God. In the situation I was in, I was feeling condemned. And God said, don't fail the grace of God. Amen. Don't fail it. Right. Now, let's take a look at it. John 1:17. Who brought the grace? Where did we get this grace? Verse 17. For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The law was given by Moses. Moses was given the law. He gave it to the people. The law was given by Moses. But, but, grace, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Do you know that grace does not work with the law? That's right. Do you know that the grace of God does not work with the law of Moses? Do you know the grace of God does not work with the Ten Commandments. It won't work. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Moses brought the law. Grace does not work with the law. Don't fail the grace of God. Jesus brought the truth. And we all here know that the truth is the gospel. The truth is the gospel. That says it in Ephesians. It says it in Galatians. The truth is the gospel. Well, now, turn with me to Ephesians 2. I'm going to begin in verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, but God. We're going to take a second there to get our hearts, but God. Not our church, not our preacher, not our priest, but God. God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved who? us for God who is rich in mercy for his great love his great love wherewith he loved us he loved us wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with Christ when did God love us after we were fixed? No. God loved us when we were at our worst. 
God loved us when we were in the pit. God loved us when we hated him. God loved us when we didn't even want him. That's when God loved us. Don't ever forget that when you're walking through the fire and you're walking through correction, God loved you when you were at your worst, when you didn't even want God. That's when he loved you. That's when he loved you. And you know what? We've got a big God. And he loved you then. He's going to love you all the way through till you come to be with him. That love, I love it. I think it's the Song of Solomon says, love is strong. Do you know love is stronger than death? Do you know that love is stronger than death? Ask Jesus. Ask Jesus. Now, for even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with Christ, for by grace are you saved. Who has raised us up. Who? The Father. Raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. There it is again. In his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Where does it come from? Through Christ Jesus. Where does the grace come from? Through Christ Jesus. Not through us. Not through us. Through Christ Jesus. We're going to see what grace is here in just a moment. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, verse 9, not of works, lest any man should boast. For by grace are you saved. For by grace are you saved. Not of works. You know why it's not of works? Who did the work? Jesus. Jesus did the work. Jesus did the work. You know, it's amazing in Isaiah 50, Jesus is actually speaking in Isaiah 50 verse 1 through the prophet Isaiah. And he said, I gave my back to the smiters. Who gave his back? Jesus did. He gave his back to the smiters. He didn't give them to the Hebrew lash. He gave it to the Roman scourge 10 times worse. 10 times worse. One used a whip. The other uses a scourge. And we know that that scourge had metal pieces. And it tore his back apart. Jesus gave his back to the smiters. He did the work. Did you ask for it? No. But he did it anyway. He did it anyway. That's grace. That's grace. He did it anyway. We didn't even want it, and he did it anyway. He took the lash anyway. Why? So we could be healed. There's your grace. Who did the work? Jesus did the work. They nailed Jesus to the cross, and they hung him on the cross. And when he was on that cross, every sickness, every disease went on that body. Let's go to Isaiah 53. I want you to see the grace of God was somebody else did the work. Somebody else did the work. Isaiah 53 verse 4. Surely 
Jesus has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. And yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities, my iniquities. They put him on the cross for me. Acts 2, Peter says, the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, the deliberate plan of God was to put Jesus on the cross. Why? For me. Let's go on. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the punishment for our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Verse 6. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. That includes me. That includes you. We have turned everyone to his own way. And look at this. And the Lord hath laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Not the iniquity that you have done before today. All your iniquity. The iniquity you might end up doing tomorrow. Yes. Went on that body. The Father took. Everything that we have done or would do. And he put it on the body of Jesus. Jesus took it in his own soul. Do you know that Jesus went to the cross pure, but he did not die pure. He went to the cross pure. He went to the cross with no sin. But he did not die pure. You know what he died with? He died with my sin. He died with your sin. The Father put it on him. Did we ask for it? No. But he did it anyway. God put it on him anyway. And Jesus took it any way. Don't fail the grace of God. Who did the work? Jesus did. Who did your work? Jesus did. There's the grace. Jesus did the work even when we didn't want him to do the work. He did it anyway. He did it anyway. Jesus did the work for us anyway. Don't fail the grace of God. And you're saying to me, what do you mean by don't fail the grace of God? Turn with me to 1 John. 1 John 2, verse 1. We're walking along in this gospel. Things are doing pretty well. Our faith is starting to grow. We're in the fire. Oh, don't we love the fire? Thank God for the fire. Now, my little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, the appeaser. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. You know what? That second phrase, not ours 
family, but also for the sins of the world. Oh, the whole world's going to help you. Because when you're starting to walk in this gospel and you mess up, you know the first thing we do? We fail the grace of God. And we feel condemned. How many times have you wanted to kick yourself for how you acted? We fail the grace of God. We fail the grace of God when we think that it's going to take five days for us to get back in that gospel again. We think this sin, all the other sins, God forgave. Everything I've ever done, Jesus forgave except for this one. Why did I do this? I should have known better. I should have known better. How did I get this? How did this happen? Or there I go again. I did it again. Don't fail the grace of God. Who took the sin? Don't you take it. Don't you take that sin. Don't fail the grace of God. Don't take it. Put it back on Jesus. Get it back under that blood. Get it back under that blood. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore no condemnation. None under Christ Jesus. Why? Who did the work? Who did the work? Jesus did the work. Who paid for your sin? Jesus paid for your sin. Jesus paid for your sin. Even this one, even that one. The sins of the whole world. Gosh, that helps. He paid for the sins of the whole world. He paid for the sins of the whole world. He paid for that one too. Don't fail the grace of God. Get it back on the cross. Get it back under the blood. Don't let that condemnation get on you. That is not easy when we are coming out of the witchcraft and the lies we have been brought up in. But we cannot fail that grace. The work was done by Jesus, not us. We are trying to, trying to believe God for money. And as we're trying to believe God and we're praying, something happens and we think, well, that messed that up. It's going to take three more days to get the money. Don't fail the grace of God. Who did the work? Jesus did the work. Not by works, by faith. That's where the works come in. Jesus did the work. Jesus made you rich. Do you know that Jesus paid for your sin and you can't pay for it anymore? You know you can't pay for that sin. It's already been paid for. But we want to pay for it over and over and over and over again. It wakes us up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Remember when you did that? You remember when you did that? No wonder God doesn't like you. That is not God. That is not God. Don't fail. Don't fail the grace of God. Don't fail it. Let it work. You didn't ask for it. But Jesus did it anyway. He did it for you anyway. 
1 John 3. I love this verse. Boy, have I used it. 1 John 3, I'm going to begin in verse 19. It says, And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. We know that the truth is the gospel. We know the truth is that Jesus died for us. We know that he went to the cross for us. We know by 1 Corinthians 15, the definition, the bona fide definition of the gospel is that Jesus died according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. We know that that gospel is the truth. We know that our sins were paid for on the tree. We know Jesus paid for it. We know that Jesus took those sins. Like I said, he was pure when he went to the cross, but he wasn't pure when he died. Why not? Because he had all my sins on him. He had all your sins on him. Jesus died the adulterer. Jesus died a child molester. Jesus died a thief. Jesus died the drug addict. Jesus died the wife beater. Jesus died the murderer. Jesus died the extortioner. Jesus died every sin on him. Anything that you have done. And like I said, even genocide. Jesus died the world's worst sinner. The world's worst. Did you ask for it? No. But he did it anyway. And because he died with our sin on it, he went to hell. That's where sinners go. And Jesus went to hell. And his soul paid. His soul paid for all that sin. He took on the wrath of God in hell. It says it in Psalm 88. Thy wrath lieth hard on me. Jesus took the wrath. Of God. Why? So you and I wouldn't have to. So we wouldn't have to. Did we ask for it? No. But he did it anyway. He did it anyway. He paid for you anyway. Don't fail the grace of God. Don't let it go. Don't Take the condemnation. Hang on to that grace. Don't let that grace fail. Amen? Amen. Now look at this in verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, for if our heart condemn us, look at this, God is greater than your heart. And he knoweth all things. You know what God knows? He knows he put your sin on Jesus when he was on the tree. That's what God knows. That's what God knows. He knows that Jesus paid for that sin. That's what God knows. It says in Isaiah 53, he saw the travail of Jesus' soul. He saw Jesus taking his wrath and he was satisfied. He was satisfied with what Jesus did for you. And when he was satisfied, your sins were forgiven and Jesus was pulled out of hell 
and made alive again. He was raised from the dead. Why was he raised from the dead? Because God was satisfied with what Jesus did for you and me. Don't fail the grace of God. Don't let it go. Did we ask for this? No. That God and Jesus did it anyway. It says if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our hearts because he knows all things. He knows your sin has been forgiven. He knows your sin has been paid for. He knows that you have been healed. He knows he took care of all your sickness and all your disease. He knows he made you rich. That's what God knows. You know what? God is greater than your heart. God is greater than what you feel. Don't fail the grace. Don't fail it. God is greater. What happened on that cross is greater. Who did the work? Jesus. Like I said, I made a mistake and did something this week that just, I tell you what, it was instant condemnation. And God said, don't you fail that grace. Don't you fail that grace. You know what happens when you fail grace? That means that Jesus doesn't count. That man paid a dear price for me. I'm not going to let that grace fail. He went through all that for me. I'm not going to let that grace fail. And you know what I did? I stood right there and I said, that blood, that blood was for me. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what the situation looks like. That blood was for me. You know what? I walked out. I walked out of it. I thank God for that gospel. I thank God we didn't ask for it. We didn't even want it. But he did it anyway. And the work Jesus did. We don't do the work. There is nothing you can do to pay for your sin. You can feel bad for five days and it wastes five days. The sin's already been paid for. Don't pay for it again. It's a waste of our time. It is a waste of our time. Do you want this? Do you want the power of God in your life where Jesus leads you, guides you, and fixes you so that you can walk like he walked? You can have it. It is available for free. It, God, like I said, we didn't even want it, but God did it anyway. And you know what? He did it anyway for you. All you need to do is receive Jesus in your heart, and he will become your shepherd, and he will lead you. He will guide you. And the wonderful thing about Jesus is he will fix you. That's why he went to the cross. How do you do that? Repeat this prayer after me. But put your heart on Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. I believe you were raised from the dead. Fix me. Guide me. Lead me. And I ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, 
Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.